America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Here we go. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's IBG episode, I wanted to talk about some of the things that I've done to streamline my lawn care business. So I've been in lawn care professionally for eight years, my eighth season now. And there's many things over the years that I've learned from, you know, just failing at things, you know, trial, trial and error, uh, as well as things that I've learned through social media and peers and mentors in the industry locally and, and through social media, uh, and as well as, um, just, just observing other companies in my area too, especially the bigger ones. There's, there's a lot of large local companies, meaning they're not like the bright views, you know, of, of the country or anything where they're national chains or even, you know, some of the bigger, more regional ones like a uh, Rupert landscaping, which is, you know, a large enough operation. They're in multiple States, you know, kind of in this general area, East Coast type deal. I don't know exactly what their full service is, service area is, but, you know, they're more regional than national. You know, national means like the whole country, like like a bright view, for example, uh, versus regional, more like Rupert landscaping. Then we have the local, like big local around here as well that, you know, most people wouldn't even know the names, uh, but for the local folks, you know, like a nature's way, uh, landscaping that you know, they have several or many large HOA accounts and other commercial accounts kind of all over the Richmond area from, you know, South side to West side and so on and so forth. So I, I observe a lot of those folks too over the years and, and, and have learned, cause I'm always trying to learn, you know, I mean, I, I went from a homeowner to a professional uh, lawn, lawn and landscape provider. So while I may have known how to, pr- to how to perform various services from a homeowner level. I needed to learn how to do it on a commercial level, professional level, how to scale it, pricing, type, the best types of equipment, things like that. And just the whole order of operations on, you know, what to do and how to do it and when to do it and so on. And also trying to figure out what I wanted to do and what would be the best for me and, and my situation, especially starting out solo, wanting to grow and, and have a couple of crews and so on. Still haven't gotten to the second crew yet. You know, a lot, a lot of struggles over the years with, with um, the pandemic, you know, COVID and everything made things a little more challenging. Of course, it's always difficult in the labor industry, whether you're construction, building houses or lawn and landscape, you're outside all the time. It's very labor intensive. Um, so it, it, it's, it's always been a challenge to find and keep good people for that. But, you know, the pandemic, pandemic made things a little more tricky for one reason or another. We won't get into all that, but the point is uh, I haven't been able to find and keep uh, a good crew leader or any crew leaders for that matter, full-time for me to be able to move on to a second crew, me being the crew leader of the second crew. So I've just been kind of running the first crew off and on for the past few years now, uh, just trying to find and keep good part-time and full-time employees um, you know, team members at, at this point, really, and, and just focus on me leading the crew and, and driving the truck and all that. But at any rate, um, during all of that growth, you know, I've, I've learned a lot and still always, always learning. But so since it's been, you know, eight, eight plus years now, I have picked up a few things and there's things that, you know, I've shared on social media here and there and folks have asked me questions about things or a lot of stuff is, is, is visible, you know, and as well as a lot of things are behind the scenes. So I just wanted to kind of dedicate a little bit of time on this episode to just kind of go over some of those things for those of you that are maybe just starting out or maybe you've been struggling with some things and, and, you know, sometimes you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And that's why I really enjoy social media and why I keep trying to share 
content on social media and not only just because I, I like the uh, enjoy the creative aspect of it but I also want to just share whatever I've learned because I know when people share what they've learned on social media whether it be podcast YouTube Instagram all of the above I learned some things too you know I have and still do so I'm always anxious to give back and and hopefully help someone else learn something as well as I'm anxious to learn more myself so um, so even if you're not new, you know, you might, you might just, re- you know, might not realize some things until I say it or someone else has said it or shown it. And you're like, oh, wow, I never thought about that. Or that's a good idea and so on. So here you go. Um, so a lot of things that I've done is really just tried to, like I said earlier, is streamline things right from the beginning. I wanted to, I don't, you know, I'm sure it's from my background, my personality, all the years in retail management and all that, but I've always been interested in technology, tried to be a tech savvy person, you know, into email, as soon as tablets, like email, into email, the internet, all that kind of stuff, you know, computers, like not someone that stayed away from that stuff all the time. Like I always tried to be on the, the cusp of all the, the latest things. And then when tablets, like when tablets came out, for example, smartphones came out before tablets. So I was like, you know, jumping on the smartphone trend um, and really playing around with that and being able to access the internet on your phone and, and, and apps and all these different shortcuts and things to take you here and there and, and uh, different, you know, mobile versions of, of websites and all that. And then tablets came out and I jumped on that immediately. And so, so that, that's kind of has been my background, I guess, for, for a while. Um, so when, when I started my lawn care business, I just kind of wanted, I naturally had that kind of thought process as well. Like for invoicing, for example, I never knew anything about CRMs. Um, you know, all these, all the different invoicing softwares out there, like service autopilot. I, I never knew that even existed at the time. And, you know, eight years ago, eight, nine years ago, when I first started researching that and was doing things part time and everything while still in retail management, I, uh, you know, that may, may, may not have actually been as <clears throat> most likely it wasn't nearly as big as, as it is now. Uh, CRM, some of the companies that exist now probably didn't even exist then either, to be honest. But still, I did a lot of research and found, you know, that the internet was booming and, and apps and app stores and all the smartphones were really taken off, you know, eight, nine years ago. It was, it was, it was a big deal. And I, I found an electronic, you know, I found an app for invoicing and estimating um, uh, software. You know, it was very basic, very generic. It was similar to like QuickBooks, you know, where you can just go in and enter a client and you know, in, generate an invoice, generate an estimate, and it kind of keeps track of it all, has some basic reports. So, you know, how much, how many invoices you've sent out, things like that, you know, so that like QuickBooks so that you can keep track of it all. And you can either use QuickBooks to track all that stuff, or you can whatever, however, accounting, you know, bookkeeping type stuff you want to do or software, or have your own account and all that. But my wife was really helpful in the, in the early years for that kind of stuff. She took care of all that. She utilized QuickBooks and, and took care of all the bookkeeping. And at that time, it really wasn't that serious anyway, because, I, you know, I was just starting out. So I didn't, you know, I, I was building, I didn't have a ton. I didn't have anywhere near the amount of clients and, and services and everything that I have going on now. So it was a lot easier to figure that out together, but she already had that background. That was all her, most of her full-time jobs was in payroll and accounts payable and bookkeeping, just that whole kind of realm for a few different companies over, um, you know, our marriage over all those years. Uh, we, we've been married for over 20 years, but she's been kind of into that for almost that entire time. So that really helped out from a business standpoint for me. So I didn't have to worry about going to find an accountant or anything like that. Now we have a CPA because it's just so much going on uh, between my lawn care business and LCR Media and you know and all of our personal stuff. She just eventually tapped out and was like, I'm afraid I might be like missing something and there's just so many things going on and it's just a lot. So she just does all the bookkeeping, not just, she does all the bookkeeping and the payroll throughout the year and makes sure everything stays 
um, on the up and up. So this way, at the end of the year, come tax season, she can just hand it all over to our CPA. So there's not like we don't have to do all that work um, at that time. It's already ready to go. We pay our quarterly taxes, all that stuff. It's just like, here you go. Here's the here's all the stuff for the year, all four quarters, you know, the final things. And the CPA can just quickly go through everything and double check this, that, and the other thing. Any questions, you know, we can usually quickly follow up on because we keep track of all of our, you know, receipts and things like that and purchases or whatever and log it all. And then, you know, ta- make makes taxes a lot easier. But so anyway, if you don't have, you know, a, a spouse or significant other that can do all those things, that's where uh, all these CRMs or QuickBooks or all the above CPA ultimately to do your taxes, um, you know, accountant, whatever, however you want to go about it. Very similar um, philosophies there to take care of your taxes. That That's important. But as far as, you know, trying to be, I want to be professional right out the gate with invoicing and estimating. I want to keep track of my client's information, all that. I still, to this day, know, know guys that are out there that go to Staples or Office Max or Office Depot, whatever, whatever office supply, you know, chain in, in, in their area. And they get those carbon copy, like, invoice books or something. I don't even know what they're called because I never even used them, but I've definitely seen them before because I'm, I'm an office max office supply kind of junkie always was in retail management and, and, uh, you know, still kind of am, you know, doesn't really apply as much in, in my businesses now, but you know, I, I definitely had in the earlier years of my lawn care business had perused through, uh, you know, through, uh, an office, office max or whatever depot checking different things out, you know, whether it be a, a clipboards or notebooks, you know, things like that, planners, calendars, some, some basic stuff to, to, to use for my business. But um, even before that, in my retail management days, I would do that a lot more because I would have, I would want specific things for my office and in retail and things like that. And so I definitely remember seeing all those carbon copy things like, like, like receipts, you know, like writing out people's receipts and those things have, have a place. I get it. Like if you're just throwing, throwing together like a, like a little fundraising event or just doing something, you know, real off the cuff, like, you know, having a yard sales and things like that or whatever. I mean, that's perfect for those kind of scenarios. You grab those just so that there's, you can keep track and the person you're giving, you know, you're, selling something to can keep track. But when you're talking about like a professional business, a long-term situation, I wasn't really down with the whole carbon copy thing. It didn't seem professional for me. It seemed like more work to have to fill stuff out and do all that. Um, I really wanted to make things as simple as possible. My goal was not only did I want to be professional, but I wanted to be, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to have to spend any more unnecessary time than, than, than I already had to, you know, for a lot of reasons. And I, and again, I think this is from my retail management days of how much time I spent at work and didn't have a much quality of life. So I was really trying to bounce back from that rebound and kind of regain as much of my life back as I could and have as much control of it as I could. So by not working weekends, for example, as much as possible and not having to take work, quote unquote, take work home with me as much as possible, were, were kind of like my main goals. So I didn't want to be, you know, going home and then filling out or finishing up invoicing or whatever, you know, sending out estimates. I wanted to be able to do all that stuff on the fly, in my truck, on the property potentially, and so on. Because not only does that seem and feel more professional, but it is also streamlining and, and making things a lot faster in in my perspective to be able to sit there in my truck, open up, you know, an app on my phone, enter in a new client, enter in, you know, to fill out an estimate on there electronically and then email to them and they can pull it up right then and there or, you know, later on and look at look it over with their spouse or something and then, you know, approve it and then we can do the work or if it's already work that's been approved and I've completed the work, whatever it was, some landscaping or mow their lawn or, or multiple things, I can fill out that invoice and then you know, send it out or I don't even remember the software if it, if it accumulated or, or not, but I think they were just individual invoices to be honest. So 
again, I, it, it was real basic in the beginning. And I quickly realized, you know, a couple years in of using that, how basic it was. And the more customers, you know, the, the, the more work I got and everything, the more reoccurring work too, it got really frustrating half and two, because I still ended up having to sit in my truck at the end of the day, the work day, even though I wasn't technically home yet, I was still sitting there at the end of the day, going through and sending out all these invoices or keeping track of them all or, or whatever. I don't even remember. It, it was the most archaic thing because it, it was just a, it was basic. It was all about transactions, very transactional. It wasn't, you know, it was a very generic um, system, just the same thing with QuickBooks. It's not generated for lawn and landscape or it's not created for, it's not customized for like the CRMs that we know and love nowadays, like, like the service autopilots um, of, of the, of the world where you can set everything up and it will automatically generate, you know, services, all, all, all the different jobs that you have, like for lawn mowing, for example, you know, you, you, you set up, Hey, I'm, I'm mowing Susie's house every Monday and the jobs attached to it, the price and all that, any notes for that job, you know, make sure you, um, close the fence in the back or you need a small mower to get through the back gate or, you know, like whatever random watch out for the wet spot on the left side of the house. It's always muddy there. You have to trim it. Like what, whatever random notes you might want to add to that, you can get really detailed so that if it's not you and you have someone else doing it, they can see that and all that, but you do all that and you save it. And then every Monday, Susie's yard pops up, you know, lawn mowing job or whatever you want to title it for X amount, you know, uh, uh, per per cut, if you want that to be visible for everyone or not, um, you know any notes that are on it and all the stuff that I just said. You know, don't you know watch out for the dog or this or that, blah blah blah. So that and so then every Monday, you know, when you get to Susie's house, you just click start job. Either you know, um, e- either like on the on the desktop version, which you know you could pull that up on your phone, but they have an app, so that's another thing. A lot of these, a lot of these services, these CRMs have a separate app, which kind of is a condensed mobile version for you to quickly just go through your day, and you know you can look up clients if you need to contact them for things. Um, you can look at previous jobs, look at upcoming jobs for the clients, and obviously look at the scheduled jobs so that you can complete the work and so on. So, you know, when you pull up to Susie's house on Monday, you click start job, you do the job. When you're done, you click stop job, you're done with the job, and then it automatically generates that job. There's already an open invoice for the month or whatever time frame you deem that you your billing cycle, it's already got an invoice for Susie opened and that job just populates right in there and at the end of the, the month or whatever your time frame is like I said your billing cycle then it's it closes out if that's how you have it set up or you can manually go in and look through it and then close it out and then you can you see all the jobs that you completed for Susie on Monday and then you send that out um, to Susie on Monday uh, for her to for the, for her to, to pay not not on Monday but you know what I mean you send it out to Susie for the uh, the the end of the billing cycle for her to to pay it either you know quickly online with a credit card or however you want to pay I recommend you know having a credit card on file that's what I do with everyone now so we can just charge it and not have to worry about it but you know if you if you, if you don't feel comfortable with that and you're still doing checks you can do that too whatever that's a whole another I, I had another episode dedicated to talking about that uh well we talked about it a little bit at the end actually I didn't dedicate a whole episode to that but but that just may having having a, a a a software you know CRM a system that can take care of all that that's where that really comes in handy and streamlines it all. So I, I had to move on from the generic invoicing software that I was using to a, a CRM. Um, and like now I use Service Autopilot and that takes care of all of that. So now it makes it even easier because now I just have to get everything set up like at the beginning of the week or, you know, every morning I kind of take a look at, at the schedule for the week, for the day and for the week. Cause you know, you'll get emails and different things will change you know, uh, maybe rain, stuff like that. So you'll have to make adjustments, but it's super quick and easy to do that because you have your schedule, you have your routes, everything's all streamlined. You can quickly just select all or click on a few different jobs if they need to be adjusted or moved to another day. And you just do that real quick, couple of clicks, 
you know, all it's very streamlined. All the reoccurring stuff populates automatically on its own every week, whatever, you know, however you have that set up every day, whatever day of the week and so on. And it just makes it so easy. It's less, less things that you have to click on, less things you have to spend time on. So that, that increased even more streamlined things even more, uh, for, for me, um, as well as, um, so, so that was the biggest, that was kind of one of the biggest earliest things I stumbled upon right away, just because I guess I just had that mindset and a lot of people just weren't really thinking that way or didn't know that that was a thing. But then I started talking about it on social media once I got on social media and, and that I know that helped to, you know, many people out, they asked me what I was using. And then when I switched to a CRM, you know, they, they were asking me about that and things like that. So that's where I mean, us sharing these details really helps each other out. Welcome to Toro Tuesday. This week, I wanted to focus on the Power Broom, the multi-force attachment Power Broom. So this one is one that you need the high-flow hydraulics in addition to the low-flow hydraulic kit, uh, just because for the simple fact that it does more than move up and down, right? You you, you move up and move uh, move the, the attachment up and down so that you can go from point A to point B, you know, transport um, without scuffing anything up with the broom touching the the ground and you can move it side to side just like the plow would to angle the direction of what you're what you're sweeping basically you know where where, where it's going to go it's going to go off to the side one way or the other it's just going to go straight front but in order to make it spin you need the high high flow hydraulics uh, kit in order to power that spinning action um, for you to actually you know use the broom uh, so basically it's just a massive uh, again, it's it's really hard to describe all this stuff, you know. But the visuals, again, you can click on the link in the episode description. So take it to Toro.com and you can check it out, uh, see it in action, see all the pictures, and get all the all the specifics and the specs and everything. But it's it's just it's just a giant uh, broom um, that spins at a very high speed. That is, uh, it's designed to tackle sidewalks, clear snow, and debris down to the pavement, like. Those of you that know, you know, uh, when you plow, you don't always get down to the pavement. There's usually like a thin layer um, of ice slash snow or whatever um, on the ground. And then you kind of have to come back with some salt if you haven't already put the salt down, which will help kind of melt that thin layer. But if you have a power broom, it, it, it literally sweeps right down to the ground um, and, and, and it just clears. You don't even need to put down salt other than just being proactive or preventative for anything if it's still snowing or if it's, you know, uh, precipitation out there so that it doesn't freeze the ground. But it, it clears it really well. So it's good for snow, obviously, like driveways, um, sidewalks, again, the, the smaller areas. You know, you're not going to use this for a whole parking lot. Obviously, that's where the plows come in handy and come into play. Uh, again, this is for smaller areas, sidewalks, driveways, things like that. But in addition to the snow, it's good for cleaning up job sites like hardscaping or just after snow events. Again, kind of like I said about uh, uh, the blower attachment that they also have. It's good for clearing out, you know, gravel, dirt, sand, all the leftover gunk that kind of accumulates after snowstorms, um, whether it's from putting down salt and sand and just it just kind of everything melts, collects and all that. And when the snow's all melted, you're left with kind of like a, a, a layer of of stuff just kind of all over the place. Um, and this is really good at clearing it off. You just you know, pick a spot and you just kind of work it all to, you know, back corner or here or there, wherever you got to go with it. And you just kind of blow it all out with the, with the, not blow it, push it all out with the, with the broom. So it's a really good way to clean debris as well as uh, clearing snow. So it does a really good job. I do own this. Um, unfortunately, we don't get enough snow for me to utilize it as much as I would like to um, in, in, uh, in central Virginia where I live and where my business is. But I have it just in case. I also have a snowblower just in case. So every now and again, we do get some snowstorms and we bust out the snowblower and the broom comes in handy for a lot of purposes as well. Um, it's a nice size, a 55 inch um, wide broom. So you can cover a decent size area. You know, it's wider than than the mower itself um, and, and you can just push through and clean a lot of stuff. So when when we do need it to clear snow, it definitely comes in handy. It's super powerful um, and it's, it's a great asset to have. If you are doing a lot of snow, for sure, it's something you want to have. If you're just looking for, you know, one or the other, a plow or a broom, I figured the plow was more versatile. So I got that versus the, um, 
the plow because this way I can just get everything right down to the ground and the little bit that we do, I'd rather just have that than have a, the plow pushing things around. Plus, I have used the broom for some dethatching, like some real aggressive dethatching for areas that kind of almost need to be tilled up, you know, and let's start from scratch. You can get the power broom on there and it really, it really cleans it out real good. It, it gets right down to the soil, kind of, you know, rips all the junk out of there. And, um, you know, if, if there's any good grass there at all, I mean, you know, if you're careful, you'll, you can keep that on there too. But if you really want to have a good renovated area and you're going to maybe put some topsoil down and, and seed and all that, and you just want to clear all the junk out after maybe like, you know, some work was being done, you know, a, a lot of times when people are getting patios and things installed, there's a certain section of their yard that, you know, was kind of like the staging area and got trampled on a lot by default. There's nothing you can do about that. And sometimes it doesn't, doesn't always bounce back the way you want it to. And it needs to be renovated. So the power broom is a really good quick way to do that and just whips it back in the shape and gets you ready to, again, to reseed it, you know, uh, whatever you got to do to kind of get it back up to snuff. So a lot, a lot of different um, applications here for the power broom. And that's, that's one of the main reasons why I got it. Um, and, and it is, it's a powerful tool, uh, but again, you do need the high, the high flow hydraulic kit, kit, which is an extra expense, uh, in addition to the low flow. Um, but it's worth it if when you, when you do that, then you can, you know, if you get ever get the snow thrower, then that uses the high flow also. So it's like, once you get these things, now you have it for, for future attachments so that you can use all these things, um, as your business grows. And as you see, a need for it throughout the entire year. And, and that's the thing with all these attachments. It's a year round. The whole point is to be able to utilize your Toro Multiforce year round, which I, I think is is a great idea. I'm so glad that the Toro company came out with this on a commercial level. I know some residential Home Depot Lowe's type stuff, you know, has existed in the past, hasn't really always been the best fit. And maybe some other companies have tried to do some versions of this, but I think th this has been a home run um, ever since Toro came out with it and have just been accumulating more and more attachments to really help the contractors use their machine year round and, and just be as profitable as possible and get, get, you know, offer as many services to their already existing clients and maybe even take on new ones with some new added services that they maybe couldn't get those clients because they couldn't offer those services before because they thought they had to get machines and all that. Now they can just get attachments for the machine they already have. So I think it's really great. But again, go ahead and check that out, the link in the episode description, because this one's really, you really got to see this one in action to, to kind of get, get more perspective if you're not used to, if you've never even really heard of a power broom or anything like that. Because again, they sell separate machines, other companies just that are, that are power brooms and some other things that have power broom attachments for like big tractors and things like that for huge job sites, construction, debris, like I said, um, a lot of dirt and sand that's left over from hardscaping projects. You can use this to quickly clean all that up as well. Um, but yeah, so you can just, if you have never seen any of those, check that link out so you can get all the visuals. Hey guys, the Equip Expo, formerly known as the GIE Plus Expo, will be here before you know it, October 18th through the 21st. It's a great time. I go every year. I've been going for many, many years. It's worth it so in so many ways. All of the outdoor demo areas plus the indoor showroom. Talk to all of the all of your favorite manufacturers and uh, meet new ones, find new ones, and all the networking opportunities. A lot of great events, great food, great times, great educational opportunities as well there. So go ahead and check it out. If you don't know what it is, you can click the link in the episode description there and you can check out all about it as well as register. Uh, you can use my code LCR to save 50% off at any time. But if you register before September 9th, you get the early bird discount, which means with the 50% off, it'll only be $10 per person if you use code LCR. Again, that link is in the episode description. Thanks, guys. Hope to see you there. You're listening to the LCR Media Podcast. That's one main thing. Another thing um, is... I've never done contracts this entire time. Um, it, it, it's just been something that uh, many of my many of the people that I that I would talk to were kind of frowned down upon contracts. I also wasn't really sure about the whole like how to go about finding contracts, making contracts. You know, 
eight years ago, there wasn't as many resources as there are now, you know, online with a lot of folks in the industry, a lot of leaders in the industry creating documents uh, for us to use either for free or for, you know, a small fee or whatever, uh, or part of like a, a training program, you know, comprehensive package that includes different contracts. And they're and they're they're editable so that you can you know obviously customize them to your business name and information and change anything you might want to, but at least gives you the basic foundation. Different types, you know, like the 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 way to word things and the maybe some of the legal things and technical stuff, and just gives you a good starting point to really have a professional looking and sounding um, contract. For, for, for your clients, whether it be for lawn care, whether it be for snow, snow removal, things like that. Uh, so there, none of that existed, you know, out there in, in, in the public to, to have. So I didn't even know where to go about that kind of stuff, how to create that as well as so that in addition to a lot of people not liking um, contracts, I, some of my early customers left other companies to go to me because I didn't do contracts and they weren't happy with the other um, companies that did contracts because, you know, it, it was typically the contracts like, you know, it's 12 month contract or one year contract, whatever you, however you want to um, label it. And every month they get, they, they invoice the same amount, you know, so basically all the work that's going to be done um, in the year, whether it be mowing, fertilizing, trimming shrubs, putting down mulch, like maybe all of the above, whatever it is that you, that you agree upon to do throughout the year, you add all that up. It's like, okay, it's going to be, you know, $3,000 for the year of all these things, knowing that not every month it, you're going to be doing all of those things. You know, here in Virginia, uh, Central Virginia, we're, we're mowing like eight to nine months out of the year, depending on the weather. And the other months that there's not a whole lot going on, uh, but sometimes we spread some things out. I mean, there's still leaf cleanups and uh, some pruning that has to be done. You know, you can do the mulch in those slower months, like the off season, like, you know, the early spring, late winter type deal before we start mowing and things like that. But so there's always going to be, you know, at least two months where we're not really doing a whole lot, but you're still going to be billing. You're still going to be invoicing these folks for X amount of dollars. Like, you know, if it's three thousand dollars divided by 12 whatever that is however many hundreds of dollars a month and you're just you're just uh billing them that even though you might not have done you might have done more than a few hundred dollars worth of work you know because some months you're mowing aerating and seeding and fertilizing you know that might be a, a bigger month than you know the months where you're just mowing you know or or uh, uh it might you know there you might and then there's months that you're not doing anything so but at least you're you're getting as the as the uh, business owner you're getting that consistent monthly revenue from all of the people or the person that you have that contract you know so you're doing that and you're getting x amount of hundreds of dollars per month and i really get where that that that's a thing and that comes in handy for us because that gives especially during the winter months we we're still getting revenue without necessarily doing the same amount of work so you know where but in in the, in the summer where you are doing more work you know, you might not be, um, you know, you're doing more work and you're not getting paid necessarily as much as the work that you're doing. So it all kind of balances it out and you have to figure that out for your business so that, you know, if you have payroll and all that, all your different expenses. Um, so there's pros and cons to all that. But what happens is for the customers that left those companies is they would take advantage of that, right? So they, there would be obviously the winter months where they wouldn't be doing much, but they'd still be sending a, the invoice out for the same amount of money. And they're like, whatever. Some people that rubs them the wrong way to be paying a lawn care bill in January for nothing. Like they didn't do anything this month, but they're still billing me and I still have to pay them $300 or whatever it is, you know? And, um, but then what makes it worse is then when come come when the grass starts growing, say in April, March, April, and you haven't come out and cut the grass yet, but you still send them an invoice for nothing yet again, uh, or an invoice for stuff that doesn't include mowing, then that really rubs them the wrong way. So I had several people that, you know, one, one person's in, in particular, I was mowing their neighbor's lawn. I think I mowed it like two or three times already. And they called me for a quote. And when I went to meet with them, they're like, yeah, you already, you've already mowed my neighbor's lawn like two or three times and look at our grass. It's like overgrown. The guys haven't come out yet, but, but they sent me a bill last month for, 
you know, for nothing. They haven't even come out and mowed, but yet they still sent me an invoice. And, you know, I can understand if it's like, you know, in the middle of the season and it rains too many days and, you know, they, they couldn't get to us and they get to us next week, you know, the following week or something. I get that, but that's not what happened. You know, like a whole month went by and they haven't even showed up to mow the lawn, but yet they still sent me an invoice that really rubs me the wrong way. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not feeling that. So I need to find somebody else. And so I've got, I've had those stories multiple times. So of course, if you're going to do contracts, you got to do it the right way and don't take advantage of it. Unfortunately, that company and companies like that kind of hurt everyone else, you know, by, by putting a sour taste in people's mouths by about contracts. So, you know, there's nothing I can do about that except, um, you know, maybe try to do contracts and, and, and be, be better at it, uh, you know, w- than, than that, obviously, and try and recondition some of those people. But some of those people, they just refuse to, to get back in the contract. So I just made the decision early on. Um, you know, now there's so many more resources I could, you know, start doing contracts if I wanted to. But I've just been so used to the way things have been all this time that it's not really that big of a deal. But, you know, back then I just made the decision not to really worry about contracts and just kind of made it like a, you know, um, uh, like an agreement instead of a contract. So basically I send them the estimate of all the services that they're interested in. They click approve and then that's in the system. It doesn't mean that, that, you know, that they're locked in for X amount of time, you know, in, into a specific legal contract. It just means that they, they agreed for us to perform these services at this price and if there's time frames in there for those specific times of the year or whatever, um, and, and, and that's it. And they can cancel at any time, but they have a credit card on file. So if they try to, if they cancel and, you know, don't pay type deal, I can just charge their card. Like basically what I've learned is as soon as they cancel their service, like they send me an email or something for one reason or another, you know, um, Hey, we don't need you to mow our lawn anymore. You know, thanks for, for all your service, but our son's going to do it or we're moving or whatever. You know, I say, thank you very much. And, you know, for your business and all that, wish you all, all the best. And I immediately close out their, you know, whatever invoice that is open for them. If there is anything, you know, like an outstanding balance, that hasn't been sent out yet. I closed that and I charged their card immediately because I've gotten burned a few times for people that do that. And then they take their card off file. So, you know, like, like if I waited too long, you know, so, uh, that that's one of those things too, where it's not a perfect solution, you know, having credit card on file, people can still take the credit card off, off the file before you get the charges. So again, I talk about that, I think on an episode or two ago about some of the pros and cons about that and how to, how to avoid that. But, the bottom line is I haven't had very, have had very minimal issues with that. And, uh, it just allows me to not have to worry about contracts. And if I'm not feeling some, uh, you know, a particular client for one reason or another, you know, a month or two in, I can let them go. And the same thing with them, if that's just not what they were, what they signed up for that, you know, or whatever, they're just, you know, just changed their mind for one reason or another that they, they can, they can choose to let me go as well. There's no, we're not being locked in for 12 months being miserable with each other and, 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 and all that. That's the last thing I would want to happen for myself and so on, um, as well as for them. So that's, that's why I haven't done contracts. I, it, 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 it streamlines things for me just for the fact that I don't have to worry about, you know, setting up the contracts every time. And there's all kinds of ways to make that easier as well and streamline that too. But it's just one less thing to do. It's just, I have everything, I have all my services set up in, in, in my software. And when somebody co- contacts me first for something, I automatically go in, create them as a, as a, as a new lead and get them in the system and fill out the type, you know, um, fill out the estimate, but it's really just clicking on the, the services that they want, you know, um, measuring property. If that's what, what needs to be done for the service, like fertilizing or mowing or whatever, or if it's, you know, shrubs or mulch, that's a different way to, to figure that out. And, you know, I have all of my systems there and plug in what I do, like how many bushes, what size, you know, five medium, you know, three large, whatever, boom, it already has the price there, calculates it, adds it all up. Same thing with measuring. It, it has the rate matrix, you know, every rate for every 
person, you know, amount of square foot, you know, things like that. That's all built into the software. You set that all up in the beginning. So this way you don't have to worry about it anymore. You just, every time you get someone new, you just measure or you count or whatever, and you just fill out the, the, the boxes, you click on the right spots and it automatically populates how much everything's going to cost and you save it and email it and then you're done and they approve it. Then you make them a client and then you put them on, you start scheduling all their jobs and then it's reoccurring if that's the case. If not one time, boom, you do it, it's done, blah, bang. Like, so very streamlined and, you know, and, and, and that's, that's kind of that, um, slight detour, I guess, like, or, or, or mindset perspective of streamlining or not streamlining. But I will say to that end, uh, there is, again, you using CRM software that really has helped streamline things for me. There's probably so many other things that I could talk about, um, streamlining, um, you know, my business, but in this particular episode to keep it, you know, short and sweet, um, I just wanted to focus on a few of those kind of electronic, you know, software um, ways of streamlining. And the other, the other big one I'll say is service autopilot specifically, since that's what I use and that's what we're talking about. I'm sure some other softwares might have their versions of things like this, but uh, service autopilot has a client portal uh, where, where your clients can log in and they can have access to all different things such as their address, phone number, say their phone number changes or they want to add another, you know, contact, um, you know, their, their spouse or something on there uh, or, or, you know, or I mean, I don't know why they want to update their address, but may, maybe we typed in something wrong and they can just uh, edit it and, you know, fix it themselves. Um, they can also see what their bill is, you know, like if they have anything outstanding and they can pay for it. If you don't already have them set up as auto pay on their card or something, they can pay it themselves with their credit card or they just can see how much and write a check for if that's what they want to do. Um, they've done a lot of updates and also they can email you to request services or if they have problems, things like that, they can do it straight through the client portal instead of like finding your email and manually sending you an email just through their email um, source. They can just go right from the client portal. So that kind of looks different for, for, for you when that comes in, it's like, it's like a task, um, that you have to respond to. And so you can keep track versus just like a generic email that you might forget about. So it's all kind of comprehensive in the same system if people do that. So that's kind of handy and streamlines things that way. Um, but now they've updated the client portal. So there's even more things they have access to. Now they can see what their scheduled jobs are. They can see when, like when you came, like a past job, like they come today, did they, did they treat the yard today? I don't see a flag in the, in the yard or whatever. You know, they can look in the client portal and see, oh, oh no, they didn't come today. Oh, they changed it to tomorrow. Okay, they're coming tomorrow now, maybe because there's rain or something or whatever. But so they can see when you're coming, when you came. Um, so that that is huge. There's also an app now that, that the that the clients can use to download so that there's it's quicker and easier for them to access their client portal and communicate with you as a professional as as the as the the business owner and, and all that you know if they want to ask you questions or you know hey i have you know painters coming at three o'clock today do you think you guys would be able to come you know first thing in the morning or just before that and be done before that and you know things like that to communicate that are important so there's ways to streamline that as well so there's been a lot of updates recently for that but what i so i, I really like the client portal um because because of that and, and i really try to make everyone um you know, I really promote to have everyone use that. And actually, um, this year, one of the things that I have done, just like m mandating everyone have a card on credit card on file, I've also mandated everyone not me. It sounds bad, not mandate like, you know, you must do this, but like, it's kind of part of their new client setup. Like they don't have any idea that like, this is just, this is just how it is. Like, you know, they, older folks, it's like, okay, we're switching to this, but new folks, they have no idea. So it's like, here's the information, you know, it's all, there's already pre preloaded documents and everything that service autopilot has, and you can customize it or make your own stuff. And it's saved in their system so that you can automatically just open up, you know, like click on all the people that you want to send this email out to, or click on that new person, you know, um, and click send email on their, in, in their client information section. And then you can just 
click on the documents section, pull, click on the document you want. In this case, it's, you know, new client portal setup or whatever it's called, and it automatically populates all this verbiage and instructions on how to register for your client portal and all these, and tells you kind of all the different things you can do with it. And you send that to them and then they can register and they can put a credit card on file right away before you even perform a service. And in fact, I tell them that this all has to be done, you know, this all has to be set up before we can um, perform any services on your property. Um, with the final thing being having credit card on file, they have to register for the client portal in order to put a credit card on file anyway. So that's all. By the time a credit card is on file, everything is all done. That means they, they had to have gotten everything else done. But with that all being said, another way that I've utilized the client portal to streamline things is no more do I send a gazillion emails anytime it rains and we have to, and we have a delay and we have to push people back or whatever. Like I, I don't worry about schedule changing emails anymore, unless it's something drastic or crazy or like, Hey, we, you know, we, we can't get to you till next week or something for some Epic thing, like, which is very few and far between all the regular stuff where I used to just constantly send out emails every time it rained. Cause some, some years were worse than others where it just rains constantly. And it's like, sometimes I felt like, you know, maybe people would just, I would be numb to my emails. Like, Oh, here's another rain delay email. Like whatever, like we get it, you know, like whatever. And then, but then there'd be people that are like, why aren't you here? And it's like, cause it rained like, hello, like, do I even have to send you an email? So I had a, always had a mixed bag of people that were clueless. And then people that were like, can you not send me these useless emails? I get it. You know, like it rained, you'll be here tomorrow. You already told us that. And you know, when we signed up, but that's how it goes. Like, so I always had a mixed bag of that. So now that everyone, now that I have everyone um, signed signed up or you know registered for the client portal all the time, I just tell people, hey, any scheduling changes, anything about you know, uh, what, you know, if you, if you ha have any questions, if we didn't show up, you know, yet, because then I would also have people like before o'clock in the afternoon, and they'd be like, hey, are you coming today? You know, things like that, like. Like, yeah, the day's not over yet. Give us, you know, give us some time. Someone's got to be first and someone's got to be last. Like, that's just how it goes. And sometimes, and we try to switch that up too. Um, side note, so that it's not the same people always being first and it's not the same people always being last. More so because I feel bad for the people always being last. I don't want them to always feel last, uh, especially if they got plans or something later that day and we're all on their property kind of messing it up. And there might be some people that don't that don't always want to be first. They don't always want us to to fire up the mower at you know eight oh one or something on their property. You know, like they're like, man, I just want to sleep in today. It's summer, you know, whatever. Like, or maybe they got a meeting or something. Who knows? So, you know, I try to switch that up too. On a side note, but you know, some that's just yet another communication headache of people like, oh, are you coming here? Are, are, are you still coming today? You know, it's getting late and you're like, not really, but it's not really getting late, but okay. Yeah, we'll be there <laughs> till the sun sets. You know, we, we got plenty of time, but uh, maybe not for them. Cause like I said, they might not want you to be there too late, but that's just another example of instead of fielding all that nonsense, I just say now to everyone, Hey, if, if you're, if you're wondering if we're still coming to today, if it's getting late and we haven't been there yet, um, you know, or it's rain or anything like that, you have any issues, any questions about scheduling and, and when we might be coming to perform any of these services, you can always go into the client portal and you can see, uh, what, what your, what jobs are scheduled for you that day or that week or whenever, uh, you can always check that out. And it, it updates at 6 PM every day because that's when I, as the, myself, the owner would, um, update that, you know, because by six o'clock, I know if we're, what, what we are or are not going to get to, I mean, we're, we're way past usually the end of our day by six o'clock, but you know, I don't, I don't usually work the guys till six o'clock unless it's something really critical that we have to finish getting done. But at any rate, um, that's when I'm kind of finishing up my, I try to make sure that I'm done with any office stuff and miscellaneous things like that from, from a, from a owner's perspective by six o'clock. And I'm like, all right, well, we didn't get to these jobs today. We'll have to get to them tomorrow. Let me move them over, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I make sure I do that by six o'clock. So if folks are really trying to figure that out, they can just go in and take a look at that. Um, at the client portal and see the most updated list. So that's been a huge, huge time saver for me and made it a lot easier for the clients because they don't have to email me and ask and wait for me to respond or wait for me to email them in general and all that. There's It just, it just kind of alleviates, alleviates a lot of emailing, a lot of unnecessary sometimes extra communication Again, you know, it's better to over-communicate than under-communicate, that's for sure. Like, I don't think anyone would be upset 
that they would be more upset with me not sending emails and then not knowing what's going on than me sending them too many emails or a lot of emails. At least they would always be in the know. But again, just to streamline one more thing, since the client portal updated with so many more things, I, I want to utilize that. So I just, I don't, like I said, I don't send any emails to people for scheduling changes, you know, for any of that kind of maintenance type stuff that they can just go into the client portal and see themselves. And I make sure everyone understands that when they first sign up, like, Hey, this is how you can look at your schedule. I mean, you know, we're supposed to come every Wednesday to mow your lawn, for example. But if, you know, if you're not sure or you want to reconfirm that you can just go in the client portal and see, maybe we scheduled you on Thursday instead for some reason, or, or, you know, Wednesday came and went, you know, and that's towards the end of the day. And we had to move you to Thursday for, cause of rain or whatever the scenario is like, you know, so you, they can stay in the know. So that's a huge way that I've streamlined as well. Um, and it's really helped. I know a lot of people have, have given me compliments on that and made it a lot easier, less emails. And for me, less things I have to worry about, even though emailing folks through service autopilot is also very easy. You just click on, you know, if it's a whole bunch of people for that day, you just click all or click on all the different people you need to send email out to. And then you just type the email and send it and it sends it to all those people and you can see if they read it or not and when and all that kind of stuff. So that is also yet another way to streamline stuff. Um, but so I kind of focused on this episode of the, like the technology part of it, because for me, that's, that's been a ways for me to streamline a lot about my business and give me more time at the end of the day with my family or do whatever things, other things other than lawn care that I want to and need to do. So electronic things have really been a big way for me to streamline, um, my business. So that's why I kind of focused on this episode, but there's other things that I'll probably mention in other future episodes and things that, 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 I, and, and I probably have mentioned them on previous episodes. Um, but those are some key takeaways there that I wanted to focus on, try to make this, you know, a semi short and sweet episode, but uh, hopefully give you guys some value. And, uh, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me at, at LCR media, um, on Instagram. That's a quick, easy way to DM me. And if you have any questions about any of the episodes or anything you've heard on there, um, and as well as please, if you haven't given me a five, or if you haven't given our, our podcast, a five-star rating and review, uh, please go ahead and do that on, on Apple podcasts or on Spotify. You can do it now too, right on the app. If you're listening to this through Spotify, you can just go right, right there, right underneath the name of the, uh, LCR media podcast. There's stars there and you can just click on that and, and give us a rating and, and, and review there. Um, I think it's just a rating for now. So we appreciate that as well. Cause it just shows everyone how, how, how well the show is doing. Um, and we appreciate it and hopefully more and more people will, uh, will start listening, especially if they need to, if they're just starting out or they just want to get, just get connected to the community or maybe learn some things about the industry and so on. We, we get a lot of great guests on here as well as these IBG in between guest episodes where I kind of share my thoughts and ideas and experiences and about different topics, such as streamlining my business. Um, so thank you guys for listening. As always, thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And until the next episode, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.